Hello podcast listeners, it's Tom here, just popping by as ever before we get started to tell you about our Patreon page, a subscription service where you can get loads of extra stuff from Luke and myself, including extended versions of our interviews, our Waterloo Road Awards, we'll be doing the second part of Series 7 very soon. We also review other school-based shows like Teachers and Britannia High, and we take a look back in detail at Waterloo Road characters. We are also, of course, reading and then continuing my Waterloo Road fan fiction from 10 years ago. The first new chapter went live this week, so if you're not already a Patreon subscriber, that is a good reason to do so by heading to patreon.com slash Pod. And I would like to thank those of you who have already subscribed to the Patreon. So thank you to Maddie, to Georgia Leah, who is on Instagram and TikTok as The Avocado Bath. Thank you to Emily Berry, to Lucy, to Matthew Kumar, to Natalie, who is Natalie the Book Reader on Instagram. Thank you to Mel, to Joe Buckle, to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Tom Percival to Claudia Graham, to Eliza, who is on Instagram as WaterlooXRoad underscore. Thank you to Becky, and finally, thank you to Lottie Smith. Your continued support is, as ever, much appreciated, and if you listening now would like to join that list of shoutouts and get access to everything the Patreon page has to offer, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash WaterlooRoadPod. And now, without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road super fan, joined as ever by Luke Stevenson. We're back. We haven't done this for ages. It'll be only a week in your world. Yes, it's been four or <laughs> five weeks. Things are different now. Yeah. Um, hang on a minute. Have we recorded this? Has the gap seen a prime minister come and go since the last time we recorded them. I think it probably has. Yeah. See, when did you get married? I got married on the 8th of October. 8th of October. We recorded this about a week before, so it was the 1st of October. <laughs> so yeah, I think we did. I think we saw off a prime minister in the weeks. <laughs> this is what happens when we stop recording. Yeah, I mean, I left the country and the country just dis- <laughs> disintegrated. <laughs> Ah, oh, when, when I left, we had a prime minister. When I got back, there was like a there was a lettuce, and there was. <laughs> <laughs> but something even more heartbreaking than the collapse of the economy and the ruining of millions of lives. Oh, this is going to be good. Yes. So when I was uh, in charge of the social and making memes and being the fun one, um, I went to go and find the scene for for your wedding day, which was Finn. <laughs> oh yes. Saying, you know, I'll, I'll just, just watch. watch. Yeah. Yeah. Finn doesn't say that. <laughs> we have totally Mandela affected that into existence. Because I, I think I went back to the episode of the podcast where we first said it. Yeah. Um, and basically it's just and that's just us describing how he's acting. Yeah. Because you go, oh yeah, I'll just watch. But that's not what he says. No. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He just he literally just watches. It's not gonna stop us though. It's not gonna stop us. Of course no. not. You know, today when I was posting about uh, Jack O'Connell, I was I was heart in mouth about whether he ever said we'll get to do a play. <laughs> Never forget that delivery. He definitely yeah. said that. Yes, I know. I checked. <laughs> I had subtitles and everything. 
Um, but yes, we're back for the third chunk of Series 7. Yes. And, okay, what holidays have they just had? Right. So my question is, so this, I checked, this started airing in February. Yeah. There's a line that Chalky says where he says we'll be in stab-proof vests by Christmas or something. But they've surely just had Christmas. Uh, The most generous interpretation is this is now the summer term because the year is absolutely going to the end after these 10 episodes because they need to pick the school up and move it to Scotland. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) If they 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 do that in a two-week break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Because historically, it was always, you knew where you stood. The autumn term was the first half of the series, which aired sort of between yeah. October and November-ish. Yeah. And then the second half of the series was the after Christmas term, which started airing in January and finished in about March. Yeah. The thing is, is we, we've always said this, but when you check the dates this came out, it was never as consistent as we made out yeah. in our heads. <laughs> but it's because they were always, when they were released on DVD, they were released as autumn term and spring term. Released on DVD. Yeah, they were autumn term and spring term. So it made sense. You knew where you stood. Yeah. Now it's just anarchy. It is. Maybe maybe we can admit that there was nothing good about making Waterloo Road 30 episodes a series. <laughs> well, we've got at least another series of it to go. Oh, jeez. Um, but we like it when it does this because we get a cold open. Yes. We're now in our bad boy vest era. Yes. Where this adult man is going to claim that he's a teenager for an hour. <laughs> man who is clearly 35. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm now 30 and I'm still getting ID'd for Paris. Oh, that's Eastern another Park. thing that's happened in the break between recordings. We don't need to talk about that. But... <laughs> 30 years old. 30 years And doing old. a podcast about Waterloo Road. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how I always explain how that line in... Um, uh, I've been depressed ever since I watched Inside by Bo Burnham. Yes. Because he talks about how he wanted to leave the world better than how he found it, but he doesn't quite know how to. Yes. Because he doesn't have the skills. Yeah. That's just what went through my head on a loop on my 30th birthday. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm back. I'm here doing a podcast. I'm really happy about it. <laughs> you should have done a whole bill of uh, Inside and Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, I, just... <laughs> I did. When I watched Tick, Tick, Boom, I got to that song. Yeah. Right. I watched it, traumatised, and just turned it off because I couldn't actually watch it anymore. <laughs> But no, it's fine. You've made your great piece of art before the age of 30 in this yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. Your legacy is secure. Fantastic. Um, yes, the, this elderly man <laughs> called Mason. Also a Linkin Park track over this scene. Yeah, like an edit of one as well. Yeah, it's good. So yeah. I, like I, it. I liked it because I like Linkin Park. Yeah. But I did utter a sigh of relief when Shake It Off came on later. Yeah. Um, you were like, you've been rescued from a play out song there. Yeah. Um, but this is all intercut with CCTV of this gang showing up at Waterloo Road uh, and, and doing some graffiti. Uh, one of them, who, who that's George Sampson, right? It is quite clearly George Sampson. <laughs> but it's weird because they, I don't think we're supposed to immediately know it's George Sampson. But then when George Sampson is reintroduced, it's not reintroduced as like a surprise he's there. Yeah. It's reintroduced as, oh, that's Kyle, he's always been there. Yeah, yeah. We, so, which ignoring the fact he was gone for 10 episodes. Yeah, it's very, it's very odd. It's very odd. Probably filming Street Dance 2. Probably. Probably. Um, so, uh, then we get the... The head turns haven't changed. I don't no, think. I think has. Oh, has it? Yeah. I mean, I don't notice when Grantley's changes. And to be honest, if it's something that I notice, it's, it's lucky that I'm looking up at the screen. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so Sean has been made acting head. Um, Maddie is quite fairly, I think. Yeah, yeah. Giving Sean a hard time about the fact that she cheated on her dad. And it has been at most two weeks. Yes. If it's Christmas, it's what, two or two or three weeks? It wasn't Christmas. <laughs> I believe it was Easter. It was Christmas. It has to be Christmas. <laughs> and the format demands it. <laughs> I like the idea it was the start of another school year, to be honest. Oh, don't. Don't. Um, so Linda turns up at Michael's house with food. Um, and she says, I'd have been here sooner. But the traffic was murder. <laughs> with a glint in her eye. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't think. <laughs> it's oh. Yeah, she was driving behind Dante. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um so Tarek and Trudy are turning up at school with uh someone new who is their sister, Naz. Why did those two start the school at the same time, but Naz, their sister, who's clearly old enough, did not? It's it's an excellent question. Oh, okay. At least, um, I guess, we would be saying the same thing if they just pretended that she'd been there the entire time anyway. <laughs> if they just went, oh, this is now, she's been going to school with us for the past three months. <laughs> but but the annoying thing is that so much of Trudy and Tarek's stories have been about their relationship with their family. Yeah. And they've just never mentioned this third Sadiq yeah, sibling. Yeah. It's odd. It's like school went, like, we quite, the writers kind of went, we kind of like what we do with this more, like, you know, culturally diverse cast. Yeah. Why don't we keep doing that? Oh, only in the same family. Only- <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Can't yeah. have two families. Yes, Rochdale cannot have more than one Islamic family. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> um, so Tarek sees the uh, the Dale Sken crew graffiti yeah. and he's visibly troubled. Did you immediately know that Dale meant Rochdale? No, I thought Dale Sken was a person. Yeah, <laughs> I did as well. <laughs> <laughs> two episodes I brought that forward because I watched it for two episodes and I went oh Dale Rochdale because I was like alright so Dale is the leader and it's the Dale gun crew because oh, no. Sken no. as we know once they revealed that Sken was a gun not a surname yeah. I worked it out oh no I went for the full two episodes going <laughs> so Dale is a person Sken is a gun no no, no. Once they'd established what Sken was, Ugh. I when because they didn't they don't tell you he's Mason immediately. I Ugh. assumed he was Dale Sken. Yeah. Um. There's a there's a there's an evil fist bump. <laughs> they linger on the evil fist bump because we're supposed to know that a fist bump is a gang, it's a gang sign. It's a gang sign. It is a gang sign. Oh my god, the writers of this show has had a heart attack during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> People stop sharing. Look at all this gang violence happening. <laughs> so. Um, Michael is told by the police they've exhausted all inquiries about his hit and run. You're on your own, sir. The selective memory loss. Because the thing about this, this whole story, is the fact that they end it in one episode is preposterous. Mm-hmm. Because they set up so much for how it could run and run. Yeah. And they just abandoned all of it. Yeah. But the short-termism of the memory loss is so bloody convenient. Yeah. It's so... It's so strange. It's like... It's like they knew they never had any prospects of having Linda be in it longer than an extra episode or whatever. Yeah. But they were so excited to have that as a cliffhanger. Yeah. That they like arbitrarily extended it one episode into the new bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so here's a cliffhanger. And by the way, that is now going to be done. Yeah. And by episode four, even Michael won't be walking with a stick. No, Or he no, won't exactly. remember why he was walking yeah, with a yeah. stick. Absolutely. Um... So uh, Chalky has been going on a few dates with Linda during the break, and they were out together the night of the hit and run. Yeah. Apparently, that's that's the alibi. 
Yeah. But the fact, again, because he says we are out the night of the hit and run. Then later he gives her a different alibi, which is that her tyre her had gone funny. Well, I assume that's why they were out together, because she'd had tyre issues. I do. You bet. It's all done in this episode, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, the show's stupid. I hate it. Um, Grantley thinks Jez did it. The cuckolded husband. The cuckold. See, I, if I, I'm not allowed to say cuckold, I don't believe Grantley should be able to. Gra- Philip Martin Brown can say it. And I know in our time, it's been weeks since we had this conversation on the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> we literally had this conversation last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that Josh and Finn have been taking drugs together over the break. Yeah. Um, Finn says, we blazed it all. Yeah. I know it's obviously going to be weed, but wouldn't it be fun just to go, what drugs have they been taking? <laughs> Oh, yeah, they, they both come addicted to PCP. I, I think bl- Blaze is supposed to indicate that it's weed, right? Oh, I, I'm not worldly enough for that information. You don't like Blaze. You've got Blaze heroin. That would work. <laughs> you, you do, this is from a film. Uh, you do the little, you cook it on the spoon, right? Yeah, you don't refer to it as blazing. You might do. They're what, on drugs. What, 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 the heroin community is in my DMs going, yeah, of course you can blaze heroin. Oh. Yeah, it's more it's more street than Bunsen burnering it. <laughs> um uh yeah, George Sampson's back. Yeah. Without explanation. Where'd he go? No one knows. Um Finn says, Oh, I tried to get in touch with you for a kick around over the break. Um a frigid Christmas kick around <laughs> on the frozen pitches. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the true uh, uh Christmas Day truce. <laughs> it's Kyle and Finn kicking a football around. Um uh, yeah, Kyle says he has more important things to be doing. Because the thing is, like, this whole gang storyline, which what makes it so funny is because it must exist within the confines of the school, yeah. it all becomes so trivial. Yeah, because we have no idea what the gang is doing. Yeah. So are, like, are they mass murdering people? Yeah. The or are they group. stealing sweets? It is, <laughs> it is the gang. It's apparently the gang occupies itself with just, like, tipping over tables in maths classrooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you say, it is. It's completely weightless. I like to think that they've stepped into the vacuum left behind by the loss of the Burley family. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, I think it's more because the girl gang vacuum, or it's going to be our Avengers when the gangs are sorted because Michaela and the girls turn up. <laughs> or it's, uh, it's Jenna Coleman operating it from a distance. <laughs> She's the puppet master. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, she's H. She's the fourth she's man. H. <laughs> that would be great. Look, that would be amazing. It's Morse code. <laughs> He's so good. Um, so Finn has brought Trudy a pink hijab for her birthday. Um, because we need some form of king king activity <laughs> in Ronan's absence. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Finn's really stepped up. Yeah, yeah. a little um, bit. Uh, and then Tarek sees Mason and Kyle and freezes. Yes. Kill Bill style. Yes. Um, we meet uh, Maggie, the canteen lady, who's been working there for nine years. Nine years. Don't say you've never seen her before. She's been there nine years. <laughs> nine. <laughs> she, was, she was just behind <laughs> yeah. Rose and Candice. <laughs> uh, she was by you the late shift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clears up all the bits of fruit that Ronan and Maddie cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... So the kitchen has been trashed. Yes. Presumably by the gang? 
Yeah, so we didn't see them there. We it's didn't not, see it's the, not really explained why the gang the, are trashing the kitchen. Yeah, because they're, they're reckless thugs. <laughs> and the whole town must be in, in awe of these people who destroy public kitchens. Yeah, no one can run a business here anymore. No. Um, so yes, Chalky is trying to find out about the gang. Phoenix informs him that it's the gang around here. The gang. And uh, we find out from Kyle that Sken is slang for gun. Yeah, I knew that. I, I was not familiar with this, and neither were you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you blaze heroin. <laughs> and you scan a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, 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 we know all this. We know all this. Wouldn't it be, the, the great twist about the drugs would have been if it was, um, they were taking the tablets that Emily took. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The multiple sclerosis painkillers. Yeah. It's, oh, let's get blazed on some... Uh, um, so yes, then Chalky does the line which I mentioned, says we'll be needing stab-proof vests by Christmas, which is weird if it's January. Yeah. That's an odd thing to say. It's, it's, a, it's a date, isn't it? Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, so Mason goes and greets Tarek, um, uh, and Tarek sort of plays nice with him, but is like sort of visibly rattled by his presence. Yes. Because as we know, we know Tarek's backstory from inside. Yes. Where he did not have a good time. No. And now this, you know, seemingly 16-year-old boy is being confronted by a 40-year-old man. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so Grantley offers his year 12 class to help with the canteen, because it's all part of the big society, after all. Ah, oh, I love a bit of... We already have a... That's our most 2012 moment already. Yeah, a bit of a big society, man. Big society. And yeah, you're already part of the big society by 2012, so the slow was... Um... What does that mean? Uh, meanwhile, in the maths class, Chalky puts an equation on the board which says factorise above it yeah. and says you've got two minutes, no calculators. You can't factorise an equation with a calculator. It's algebra. Tom. <laughs> you've really lost me. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at that and went, what, what would a calculator I, do? I can do great multiplication and add pretty much anything up in my head. All of this is bullshit. <laughs> You, it would not help you. You could give them a calculator and it would not help them. Yeah. It's algebra. It's letters, Algebra mate. doesn't help anything. We have quite a young audience. You're doing maths. Stop it. <laughs> I, I did maths and further maths to A level. And you're here. No, I'm here. I use it every day. Um, so Mason shows Tarek... Tarot all that Patreon money. <laughs> Mason shows Tarek that he has these rosary beads around his neck. Um which he describes as not a Catholic thing, but a gangster ting. Yeah. Um, uh, when Terry says, since when were you a Catholic? That's a funny line, Claxon. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I found that quite funny. Yeah. Um, but yes, apparently it shows that you've, you've done time. Yes. Because, apparently. charmingly, he's too young to get a tattoo to show that he's yeah. <laughs> done time. Um, Chalky does the weird thing again where he just insults students. Yeah. He stands Tarek up and says, an amoeba has more brain cells than you. <laughs> Tarek would have been really offended if he knew what an amoeba was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, that reminds me, we had this teacher like in year seven, and he was like, he was one of the teachers who absolutely was like, I want to be the cool teacher. Yeah. Um, and he was a DT teacher, and once, I, I wasn't very well, I had, I had like what transpired to be like tonsillitis, mm. so I was like shivering, I was just clearly quite upset, it was like year seven. Yeah. And then he thought one of the kids was like bullying me. So rather than go, are you bullying him? He goes, he just pours glue in the kid's hair. Just actual glue in wow. the hair. Because he thought, I was just like, 
She's like, I like her. That's an odd... What? He didn't work there very long. Uh, no, I was going to say, were there repercussions? Not to that. I don't know. <laughs> he did the full term and then just disappeared. Yeah, I disappeared. remember um, a very diminutive maths teacher we had once. Oh, uh, a, a short... Te- <laughs> short people shouldn't be allowed to be teachers. Short people shouldn't be allowed to be firefighters or teachers because short blokes in a classroom, they're going to cause carnage. Yeah. Squared up to this the, this lad, who was probably the class's equivalent of Mason. Yeah. Like, he was 14, but he looked 40. Yeah, yeah. And threatened to throw him out of a window. Yeah. <laughs> I bet everyone went, please. <laughs> yeah. We won't, we won't tell anyone if you just give it a go. Yeah. yeah. It, he didn't throw him out the window. Um, he also did not last very long, that teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because short men have a, have a special kind of complex. Yeah. And to put him in a classroom with kids who are going to outgrow them. Yes. Oh, um, so Trudy is telling Naz that she's 18 now and she doesn't want to wear her hijab at school. She says, my faith is still important and I'll wear it at home and at mosque, but I decide how to show my faith. Interesting. I like the fact that they're building on this with a little bit more actual... Yeah, my issue is this should be the storyline. This shouldn't be the side thing that's happening while Tarek's doing the gang thing. Yeah, because it kind of just gets... It's odd to have had so much of the uh, cultural conversation in the last series, but Tarek does it for two minutes of this and then just moves on. Yeah, because he's got another storyline, which is bigger. Yeah, yeah. Where actually, that sh- this should be Tarek's storyline. Yeah, yeah. How is he going to deal with the fact that his sister is, you know, finding ways to express her faith that don't align with what he believes yeah, she yeah. should be doing? Um, but no, they're not doing that. Instead, uh, Kyle and Mason are goading Tarek about, like, preserving his reputation and not letting Chalky talk to him like that. Um, so they pull the fire alarm and all rush into Chalky's classroom. Um, and Tarek very reluctantly gets involved in trashing it. Yeah. What if I went into about the teachers and they go, there's something about the gang problem at this school. And not one of them thinks to go, well, Carl Stacks just turned up after a term yeah. <laughs> And this kid just came out of prison because he was involved in a gang. Yeah. Maybe... Mm, should we? Oh, and he went out at lunch and found a gang of people outside. <laughs> yeah. Does this have anything to... Nah, can't, it no, can't, it can't be. No, nothing. To, we mustn't jump to conclusions. No. <laughs> Sean then uh, quizzes Tarek about the vandalism. And it transpires that he was involved. But there's not really any consequences to him being involved in quite badly trashing the classroom. Yeah, the there's teacher. quite a serious amount of property yeah. damage in there, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and Sean decides that they're not going to do anything about the gang situation. Yeah. Just let, let, it, let it burn out, because I hear that's what happens to gangs. Yes. That, <laughs> that's why after New York in the 1920s, organised crime kind of just vanished. Yeah, it just stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Tarek has noticed that, that um, Trudy's not wearing her hijab, says she's an embarrassment, she's bringing shame on the family. To which she adequately responds with, you have a criminal record. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will be fine. <laughs> so uh, Josh is sort of bugging Finn about getting more drugs, but he says, you know, that wasn't a dealer. That was just a one-off thing of a friend helping me out. Meanwhile, it, t- it transpires that Naz is a football fan and an FPL player. Yeah, I know. You're spying <laughs> some Tom representation on the <laughs> some, some, some fantasy Premier League. We've had a Stevenson on here for about four years <laughs> at this point. And finally, we get some uh, fantasy. I just loved the just... It was a writer's room, clearly with no interest in football. Because it's just two, like, two guys just walking around just going, oh, Rudy's class. 
a hundred goals already. It's like, what are you talking about? That's not how anyone interested in football would talk. No. She goes, Shearer got 300 for Newcastle. It's just, okay, she can read facts. Yeah. But I hope this comes back because it goes nowhere. No way, it? It's just like, no. oh, she likes football. And it just goes nowhere. Yeah. yeah I swear to God, if they do it, I'll bring in another girl's football team storyline <laughs> back. Who are you? So Grantley has decided that Maggie the Dinner Lady is selling stolen goods. But it turns out that she's actually a legitimate rep for a cosmetics company. Yeah. And is making loads of money from it. So uh, Mason had earlier in the day stolen a can of paint from Linda's car. Um, and then he, they hand this to Tarek and he, they sort of challenge him to do a tag on the on the wall. Um, and he's not doing a very good job. And he, he quite fairly goes, well, this is car paint. It's not... <laughs> look, at, look at the shine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is clearly not the right stuff. Um, and Mason calls him a plastic gangster. A plastic gangster. Because the, the white boy with Catholic beads <laughs> in Rochdale is what a classic... You know, full, a full shiny gangster is what we think of, really. Yeah. To be honest, I think of Soldier Boy, so what do I know? <laughs> um, or Channing Tatum in Step Up 2. Yeah. Um, so Trudy uh, sort of confronts Tarek about getting involved with all of this stuff. And then Tarek starts having a go at her, suggests she should, you know, be charging Finn for it if you're going to be a proper skank. And then Trudy delivers one of the worst slaps I've ever seen on a TV program. Oh, yeah, give it some welly. Come on. There's nothing behind it. No. You've got to give it some. So uh, Finn tells Trudy that he could help out with Tarek, which is a terrible idea. Is Finn getting more scout? It feels... There are numerous moments in this episode. It's like, because they say bog a lot in this episode. There's more than one use of the word bog. I was like, is this in vogue? Um, And then, yeah, he just feels more scouse. It feels like some of the writers over the break discovered what slang is. Yeah, yeah. Because this is the whole plot of of the next episode. This is an indication of gang culture. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then he, he sort of quite gently pushes Mason, who stumbles to the floor. Yeah. And Mason reacts like this is a declaration of war. Yeah. And the fun thing I like about this, because this is just after, uh, at some point during this, Chalky says, Oi, stop it. Yeah. Um, and then Chalky walks away and Mason is punching a wall. Yeah. He's going to get it. He's going to get his. This is an ending. Yeah. And you can see Chalky in the background at the door looking back. Yeah. And he clearly just goes, I'm not in this scene. Yeah. Mason, <laughs> Mason's on the phone to Nigel the Knife Man. Yeah. <laughs> What I call a man about a knife. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, very strange. Um, meanwhile, we see Josh has sort of asked to borrow Finn's phone and he's nicking the contact details for the dealer. Jordan coming useful in this episode, probably the last episode. Those big, giant metal detectors they had at the school <laughs> for seven years <laughs> or eight years, depending on what you ask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> depending on which timeline you follow. Um, <laughs> So I like to think it's going to be addressed in Quantumania. <laughs> Maybe. Just Sam Kelly in the quantum realm. <laughs> so Chalky confronts some of the gang members at the gate um, and they scare him with their chavy dog. Yes. Um, the, the coding of the gang is very... <laughs> <laughs> Everything you know about media framing is at play. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is the, these are people David Cameron wanted to go hug. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Chalky quite rightly decides that they should phone Michael because um, Tom has pointed out to Sean at this point that she's avoiding contacting Michael yes 
I believe what's probably easier is the police. Well, yes, them too. Yeah, yeah. But then again, given where that road is, Michael likes to chase people like that into that road, yes. and then they will be dealt with. So. Maybe that was Chalky's idea. Yeah, just fo- chase them in. Yeah. Scare them. <laughs> Michael to sort of herd them all into the path of a van, presumably driven by Linda. Um, so, oh, someone, you know, that, that we have that amazing fan who does video edits. Yeah. The, the post credit scene of that Fast and Furious movie where it's Jason Statham. Okay. That should be Linda. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's, a, that's a challenge, isn't it? Just every, every car crash in history. Yes, they were all caused by Linda. Oh, no. The, our multiverse of madness is we edit the bit where Dante gets hit by a lorry in the episode one, and that's Linda Drummond. <laughs> uh, so uh, Michael shows up, um, and then Sean is a bit cold to Chalky because obviously he's gone over her head to make this call, but that doesn't come to anything. No. Um, so there's some stuff about Lauren wanting a small portion at lunch because she's watching her weights. Um, Maggie being mean to Grantley. Because, so Grantley hasn't been very nice to Maggie so far. Yeah. But then Grantley explains about Fleur and Maggie goes, well, she's in a nursing home. She had a lucky escape from you. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I think it's unnecessarily mean. Well, those two are obviously going to sleep with one another. Yeah. So. <laughs> what do you mean? They're being so subtle. <laughs> um, but again, we were adamant that Ronan and Maggie... I know! Were, I've been listening to these last few episodes embarrassed about how adamant we were that Ronan... Are so more embarrassed for you because you've seen, seen it before. <laughs> I, you know, it was a decade ago. <laughs> and um, the streets never forget. <laughs> the same streets where you blaze a heroine. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Tarek uh, goes to Finn. Um, he's been given a knife by the Sken crew. Not a Sken? But we've had this conversation before. They're not called the 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 well, you know, the Dale Knife Crew. Yeah, if Earl, I, tried, I was there trying to think of a single slang term for a knife, and I couldn't. <laughs> a blaze, uh, <laughs> a cut. Um, but if Earl could bring one in on his first day, you'd think of a whole crew built around guns. <laughs> it's literally in their name. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess it maybe if it was more topical, because I guess we look at it now, and like I would quite like to have seen them do this when it was. Good, when the show was good or better because it's like when they did Chloe um, storyline around child sexual exploitation yeah. that was quite good yeah. um, and then it turned out years later to be quite topical as well yeah. this one is now very topical it's just done really badly yeah yeah. Um, so having been given this knife Tarek goes to Finn and sort of feigns that he's calling a truce and says meet me at the arcade later to play air hockey um, and Finn senses no danger <laughs> All right, we were both 17-year-old boys. Yeah. How often did you go down to the arcade with your friends to play air hockey? Um, not often. No. Especially with where Finn's wealth, he'd be like, you want to come over to mine and play video games? And that's what they would do. Yeah, well, Finn's wealth, that's been erased from... Finn's forgotten what his family do. No, because <laughs> his family have disappeared, but they've still had, like, the poker nights and stuff around Finn's luxurious home. I, Finn's I, still, like... I suppose. I mean... Yeah, because he orders pizzas for Josh and Nate. Maybe Finn is too gullible at this point because he's just had his memory wiped because we've had a break. Yeah, yeah. So he's the a bit fact that he knows who Trudy is, yeah. I, think, I, 
I think that's now a plot hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff Finn remembers becomes plot holes because yeah. we know Finn doesn't remember things. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's it's a fact. Yeah. Um. So uh, J- Janice um is in a room with Chalky and Linda, and Janice calls Linda obsessed with Michael. Was there a bunny boiler? We've been making the fatal attraction comments for weeks. Yeah. Um, and suggest, oh, maybe you could have been responsible for, for doing that to Michael. Yeah. She is like, it's one of these things that if I was like obsessed with someone, I'd try to like not be so transparently obsessed with them as Linda <laughs> is. Yeah. Because everything is viewed through the lens of Michael. But yeah. at this point, her character doesn't make any sense. So who cares? Yeah. And she doesn't need to. because She's about to be written out in dramatic fashion. Yes. Um, so she sort of has a bit of a freak out. And Chalky defends her and says to Janice, you know, she's a teacher and you're just a secretary. Chalky. <laughs> the third, this man needs some self-respect, honestly. He does. He does. Yeah. It's, it's, it's punishing to watch, really. It's just sad. Yeah. Um, Sean is a bit upset about the implication from various people that Jez did the hit and run, even though that's an implication she will shortly grow to believe. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Michael addresses the teachers about the gang problem. Says that they need to watch out for clothing and jewellery and hand gestures. Hand gestures. But then as we knew, because we saw the evil fist bump in the first few minutes. Yeah. The universal gang symbol, the fist bump. Yeah. Um, And then, but Michael has ice in his veins. So he sort of apologises to Jez. And and then he says... The situation was unfortunate, <laughs> which is a hell of a way to say I slept with your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he stood right there. Yeah. I just, I couldn't believe it when he said that. And then you sort of move on. Yeah. As if he hasn't just said the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> the situation was unfortunate. And the whole shit just The moves situation on. where I was in bed with my socks on, with your wife. And no headboard. Yeah. <laughs> no headboard. Was there wasn't even any class. It was just <laughs> filth. I do, I do kind of like the kind of like, look, just say it. You think I'll run you over, didn't you? Yes. I would blame you if you did. Yeah. At that point, Michael seems quite at peace with the idea that it was Jez. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, but Jez, Jez is claiming that he was at the gym uh, and that that's his alibi. Uh, actually, he was at Janice's. And so he can't prove any of that. What's delightful about this plot? It goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. 99% of the plots in the show now just go nowhere. Yeah. Um, so Sean calls up the gym to see if he was there and he wasn't. So Sean immediately goes, well, my husband's a murderer then. Attempted murderer? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's bad at it shouldn't... <laughs> <laughs> so Tarek is trying to get out of the situation. So he sprays some of the paint on his arm and makes sure that Chalky sees him with paint on his arm. And then <laughs> they have to do a detour in the very serious conversation about Tarek being involved in gang violence. Um, he has to complete the investigative detective plot. Yes. By saying, oh, the car paint was from Miss Radley's car. And Chalky goes, why did she have a tin of car paint? In her car? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Curious. <laughs> and then he carries on by going, ooh. He just pokes a tyre and goes, doesn't feel punctured. Yes. Just had it fixed. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he sees the sort of touch-up job that was, has been done on the bonnet. The thing is, right, is if, if you're the, the criminal mastermind, that she makes out that she is, you know, she can she can burgle without you, know, uh, without any payback. Um, it's not a new car. No, it's not a particularly nice car. No, 
you can scrap it and get a used car and no one would bat an eyelid. You yeah. had a couple of weeks to go and do that. That's what I do. Yeah. I'm really disappointed that you mentioned the burglary without allowing me to say burglary. No, because it's burglary. <laughs> It's one of the few real pleasures in my life is saying burglary to you. But it's wrong. <laughs> it's just transparently incorrect. As I said at the time, I agree with you. Um, so, Chalky challenges Linda on all of this. Uh, not on the burglary thing. On the, <laughs> how do you pronounce this word? <laughs> um, challenges her on the car. Um, and she admits that it was her that ran Michael over. But what does she do? Because she's a woman in Waterloo Road. She accuses him of sexual assault. She does. Because that's what women do. <laughs> in this show. It is ludicrous. That is the f- In any situation with a woman in this show, their first instinct is to go, well, obviously she's going to accuse a man of a sexual assault he didn't commit. That's yeah. what women do. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. And, which is odd really, because I believe the first time this was covered... It was covered with Dante's girlfriend who wasn't Chloe, because that one was handled, you know, quite tastefully for, for what it was. And then the first one was Kim Campbell and Lewis Seddon, which was like the he said, she said of it all. And it really, you know, made out how difficult it is for a woman to be believed. And then after that, the show has never done this with a straight face. It's always just been false allegations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Every single time. It is absurd. <sighs> I think Lind- the fact that Linda just had that story in her back pocket, though. Yeah, and it was the, her, her first instinct. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, she claims that Michael made a pass at her, and she says that Michael does remember everything that happened, but is blackmailing her and claiming to everyone else that he doesn't have any memory. Yeah. Um, so Chalky says, we'll hand in our notices and we'll leave together. You are the best thing that's ever happened the to me. The best thing that has They've ever happened to me. They've been on a couple of dates. It's so... Do you think, do you think like, if the worst comes to worst and we're in our 40s and single, this is what we'd be like? <laughs> I don't know. Because, to be fair, I do fall in love with everybody. It's, it's really sad, though, isn't it? That the, 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 show, the show's position is, well, of course, Chalky, this nerdy, larger man, will fall at the feet... Of every woman who speaks to of him. Of every woman who way. speaks to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael is talking to Tarek, notices that he's scared, um, and he says, you need to front an anti-gang campaign. And I thought this was like a ploy from Michael, because Tarek obviously wouldn't want to front an anti-gang campaign, because then he's the face of everything, and it would hurt his reputation with the people who he wants to impress. Yes. But that's not what's happening. No. Nothing as storytelling as that. No, I thought what would be interesting about this as well is that if the recap, if they'd done a recap, which included how much effort Michael had put in with Tarek already. Yeah, they almost pretend that he hasn't put in any effort. Yeah. And then also because, you know, Tarek really is his new stabber Wayne. Yes. Very, very close to being a stabber yes. Wayne as yes. well. Um because again it's that, you know, tr- really trying yes. t- to to help him by you. Know, building him up and everything, but the, that kind of context is lost. Yeah. Um, and they, they, he's talking about like a month of detentions or whatever. And he says, but there's no staff cover tonight. So there's no detention tonight. So Tarek's late, best laid plan to get out of yeah. stabbing Ma- Finn. Michael looks out the window yeah. to see the guy who just came out of a youth offending institution for being part of gangs. Jug- juggling at, five blades. Staring at Tarek. <laughs> 
It's like it's like <laughs> throwing them at a picture of Finn. <laughs> just <laughs> when, when Tarek is called out of the classroom to go and be like, um, you know, interrogated about what happened in Chalky's class. Um, you know, Mason says, "Keep your mouth shut." <laughs> yeah, so loudly everybody can hear him, but the teachers probably go, "Yeah, that's probably about something different." Yeah. Um, so Chalky bounds in, threatening Michael, um, saying, "You, you know, you stay away from Linda." Um, and then Michael very calmly goes, you're mistaken. And off camera explains the whole situation to Chalky. Yeah. <laughs> Chalky tells him that Michael mysteriously gets his memory back. Yeah. I mean, we'd all get our memory back if it was to deny being a sexual assaulter, yes. wouldn't we? Yes. Um, but yeah, it's just so weird because then that passage of time that Michael can't remember, which is the confession of her stalking him, yeah. is then suddenly just crystal clear in his mind. Yes. It's, it's, it's like, the whole point of it is just stupid. Cause you have this whole scene with Linda just being like, Oh no, th- yeah, this, this is the lie, whatever. And it's, it's over in three minutes. Yeah. Cause literally the next scene is that Chalky finds Linda like rushing into her car, fleeing. Yeah. From that moment. All, Cause like, I mean, like you use me. It's like technically, yes, but not for anything useful <laughs> because I told you this, you immediately went to confronted Michael and co- totally ended all of it. Whereas if this had happened for like, you know, she tells him this, and he goes, right, we'll we'll deal with it over the next few weeks. We'll, you know, get yeah. the evidence we need. Well, especially because if they were going to hand in their notice, there would be a notice period. Yeah, yeah. So they wouldn't be able to like leave that day no. right off into the sunset. She can, uh, He confronts her as she's leaving and the police arrive. Um, and then there's a scene where she sort of, hysterically screams that it should have been me instead of Sean and I love you Michael and all of that and we'll never see her again (laughs) preposterous she was introduced she got like the rush job of the um, Alicia and Danielle story introduced as a really professional teacher to get the school back on track (laughs) after Grantley was being a terrible head of English yeah and Michael is just so good in bed (laughs) oh god he sent her nuts yeah yeah um so Naz um, tells Trudy that Tarek gave her like a goodbye kiss before he left um, with the gang. Yeah, but she said not in a house of the dragon way. Not in a, no, not in a house. <laughs> Saves that for you, Trudy. <laughs> um, so uh, Trudy goes and rushes off to Chalky um, and explains, because Chalky is teacher of the week, apparently. Yeah, of course. Um, and explains why she's worried and she <laughs> runs to the one teacher who doesn't have a car. Yeah. <laughs> But you do get that great optic of this serious, serious <laughs> instrumental music. Which are, is it the um, Requiem for a Dream music? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I don't it is. Think it might so. not be. But as he's just slowly pedalling down the street, it's yeah. fantastic optics. Um, we should say that we got Shake It Off by Florence and the Machine during all the Linda stuff. Shake It Out. Is that not the same? No, Shake It Off is the Taylor Swift song. Wait, is it Shake It Up? I think it's Shake It Out. Oh, I don't know. You see, you've done, this is musical knowledge that I don't have. Well, I said Shake It Off earlier, which I think why you're saying it. It's Shake It Out by Florence the Machine. No. I mean, Shake It Off is definitely a Taylor Swift song. It's whether it's all summer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can confirm. After weeks posting Taylor memes on Instagram, yeah, yeah. that Shake It Off is indeed a Taylor Swift song. Yeah, I listen to all this music while I'm blazing my heroin. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we see Chalky hurrying on his bike as much as he can while Trudy calls the police. Um, meanwhile, they've done the sort of ambush at the arcade. Yeah. Um, Finn and Tarek are fighting, and then they're sort of going to hand Tarek the knife. Um, 
Do you want a great little, a, a wonderful, just for us, little crossover? Is if if Finn was stabbed, I'm not saying that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but if he was, the person who does it then says, the uh, the guys who had their liquor stolen from that party <laughs> <laughs> send their regards. Maybe that was the Dale Sken crew. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. had to rebuild after they lost all that money selling <laughs> legal alcohol. Yeah, that never came back. Yeah. Alcohol that you can legally buy in shops. We've got far too much mileage out of that reference. I just think no one remembers. I always remember Simon Amstel. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm confused as to what happens with the knife during this melee, to be honest. Because they hand it to Tarek and say, cut him or whatever. <laughs> Skin him. Blaze him. Blaze <laughs> him. But then well, Chalky shows up and there's a little bit of a like dispersal and then Mason's got the knife. Yeah. Uh, it's all a bit West Side Story for me. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. Um, and Mason's threatening Chalky and then the police show up and they do that thing that they always do with sort of criminal level baddies in Waterloo Road mm-hmm. where the police show up and they run and they're immediately caught by the police yes. within seconds. Because <laughs> it happened with Scout's dr- drug dealer guy at the station. Yeah. Um, yeah, the police catch him and arrest him. Um, and uh, Trudy says that, oh, I'll never forgive you for this, Tarek. And Finn says, this is not over because I've got nine episodes before my next memory wipe. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of time. Sean confronts Jez. Well, but again, that, that's another flagrant declaration of physical violence that happens in Chalky's presence. Yes, yeah. And Chalky kind of goes, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm done for the day. Yeah, I, I think it's probably over. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Sean confronts Jez, who admits that he wasn't at the gym. He was um, going to see Janice to apologise for making a pass at her. And Sean is very angry at Jez for this, and I don't really think he should oh. be stand on that is one hell of what, a glass house we throw yeah, stones what in. What should have happened is that Sean should have got angry at him and Jess should have gone. It was an unfortunate situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, I've just written that this is soapy and rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes nowhere. It doesn't it, mean anything for either of them because no. they end up in the same place. Yeah. It's, you know, maybe if they can go, look, can we actually rebuild the trust in this relationship? Yeah. If you're... Because he found out about her correctly by spying on him, by, yes. by spying on her, and she found about him lying by spying on him. Yeah. That is not on which no. healthy relationships are based. No, no. no. Um, so Tarek uh, speaks to Kyle, says, oh, I don't want any more trouble. And Kyle says, actually, this opens up a lot more because Mason was a psycho and a liability and we're better off without him. And then Tarek sort of joins him. Sort of. Just sort of joins him, like, but then by next week isn't really joining yeah. him. Yeah. I just liked the optics because, um, you know, uh, Tarek sees uh, Trudy and Naz coming out of the chip shop. I was like, hey, do you, do you know when your, your brother nearly stabs your boyfriend and you just go out for chips? <laughs> what is there to do but go to the chippy? Yeah, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. And then by next week, I think they're, st- they're still on the, like, the Trudy thing, whereas, like, because Tarek is excluded... So at some point, a teacher must have gone and told... That, and Tarek's out on licence. Yeah. And the police turn up and see him there with a knife. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the show doesn't say it, yeah. but it's absolutely the police's prerogative to press charges yeah. in that circumstance. Yeah. 
but because no individual there decides to press charges. Yeah. And Finn is absolutely in the mood to press charges. So in the world this show exists in, Tarek is in prison. Does, doesn't he say in the next episode that you're lucky I didn't press charges? Or oh, is that, in, that might even be in this episode. I know. that I'm, I'm wary of anything that we quote Finn as saying these days. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's another press charges slightly earlier in the episode. Oh, it's, yeah, Chalky. Mm. When Chalky's threatening Michael about Linda, he says, you're lucky she's not pressing charges. Yeah. She can't... <laughs> So there's a lot of pressing charges. I'm so going tired on this of this. If the new if the new series does the presses charges thing, oh, how upset will we be? Oh, fuming! But then, if they if they've listened to a minute of this podcast, if they take one thing away from listening to us, that's what I want them to say. And then Dante killed the child. Dante killed the child, and the individuals cannot press charges in this country. Yeah, that is what I want them to take away. Yeah. Imagine if you do all your squirrelling away to get press access and you get to interview people, you interview all the writers, you say, so, this is how the CPS works. <laughs> and explain calmly the CPS to them. <laughs> it's infuriating. Um, I, in the moment, I thought this was an okay episode. Talking about it. It's dire. <laughs> all the episodes are dire. It's just so... Because what's happened, was it happening more and more, is you watch it and you go... Oh, that was fine. And then when you recap it, you realise just how many stories they put yeah. in that don't mean anything that go it. anywhere. Nothing. The only things that happen in this episode is that Linda is now written out of it. Yes. The characters didn't change. No. Nothing meaningful happened to it. No. The most meaningful thing is Trudy yeah. deciding that she doesn't want to express her faith by wearing a hijab at school. Yes. But the show doesn't want to interrogate that at all because no. while the show wants to do a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink towards all of these topics, it is quite clearly a room filled with writers not capable of doing yes. it. Yes. So they're yes. choosing to avoid it all. Um, it's a heck of a next time trailer, though. It felt like it went on for five minutes. Yeah, maybe it's previewing the whole series. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go, I'll go through it really quickly. Uh, Maddie running for head girl. Chalky talking about being a gang liaison. Chalky trying to get Tarek to run for head boy. Lauren has been spotted by a model agent. Finn is very much running in the election. Uh, Matt's friend Rosie has gone to early labour. Lauren's on the phone to a plastic surgeon. Tom finds Josh stinking of weed. There's a student protest, and Carl's giving a knife to Tarek. That's all in the next time trailer. Yeah, that's all. We just speed run series seven, episode twenty-two. <laughs> there, actually. Let me uh, let me run through some of the hits. Socks. Yeah. Uh, uh, are you a gentleman? <laughs> I'm not a gentleman. <laughs> 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 um, it's bizarre. I watched that next time trailer and I went golly next episode's going to be packed yeah. spoilers for next week it isn't it's dull <laughs> it's dull as dishwater oh my goodness um, this week's play out song Florence and the Machine yeah can't be that so. Linkin Park one no it's <laughs> the gang because they, they recur that at the end as well it's obviously the gang theme the gang theme is that Linkin Park song sort of Link- yeah <laughs> Linkin Park is very gangy. No, it's not very gangy. Yeah. 